All right. Um, thanks so much for watching this episode, guys. I got Cody Leary. He was just saying that everybody calls him Lear, but it's Cody Leary. Um, Cody, thanks so much for doing this, man. Really, Absolutely. Thanks really for appreciate. having me. We, uh, we've talked a lot via text and maybe on the phone a couple times, too. Mm-hmm. Never met in person until today, until this morning at whatever, 7-something a.m. Um, but Cody is a real estate-specific photographer in the area. Didn't know this, but you just went full-time in July, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, so just tell everybody kind of you know, your story leading into being a real estate photographer in the area because you're really the premier go-to guy in the Black Hills. I mean, if anybody talks about photography for real estate, you're the guy they talk about. I appreciate that. So tell me your story leading up into it. I'm curious. Yeah. So I got into photography and I've actually been in uh, graphic design for quite a while too. So always had some of that creativeness with, uh, you know, that drive. Um, All my education's actually in uh, you know, science and, and whatnot. So that's what I went to school for. Yep. Um, just, I don't know. I always had that vision, this kind of through a kink and things, but still, you know, want to always have kind of a backup plan yep. type of deal. Um, I started off doing wedding photography and then landscape photography has always been a hobby. So I've done that as well. Um, what is landscape photography? So landscape. So just shooting like fine art landscapes. So, you know, wildlife, nature, like flowers and um, there more, more so kind of, you know, mountains and okay. um, anything with just land. Exactly. Basically. If okay. you look at my Instagram page, you see exactly what I do as a hobby because I just use that as just a hobby. Okay. Um, and and so I've always done that, enjoyed that, and then got to a point where I kind of had people approaching me doing, you know, asking about wedding and portrait and, you know, more so close friends at that point. And, and so, you know, I, I got into that a little bit. What year was that? You know, that would have been about 2014. Okay. And so, were you working another job at the time? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was. I was still working. Um, I was actually at the hospital working, and then doing my undergrad, and then I, you know, started to get progressively busier, and um, you know, weddings and everything were going decently well, but it just wasn't quite my thing. I feel like it kind of takes a person that that's that's what they want to do, right. and it wasn't what I wanted to do. It was, I mean, it was working well, but it just wasn't where I saw myself and what made me happy. Makes sense. Um, and so I don't even remember exactly what it was that, that kind of got me into the, you know, architectural and real estate type of photography. I, I remember what, it, what I shot that kind of made me realize, okay, this, this could be a thing. And it was my, my wife who was at the time, my girlfriend, she had uh, a little place on West Boulevard that she was trying to sublease out. Okay they couldn't get it leased out. And, and so I said, well, let me go over and take some photos for you. Yeah. And, and so I just took a few photos, you know, didn't know what I was doing, mm-hmm. but just some nicer photos. And, uh, her phone, it was just text messages and calls like nonstop all day. We were out of town and like the whole time we were gone, it was just like texts. And, and, and before that she got nothing, really, nothing for weeks. Yeah. And so I'm like, Hmm. And so I kind of reached out to a few local builders and, and some, um, agents that, uh, you know, I, I kind of just offered my work for free a little bit to build yeah. my portfolio yeah. and, and, and did that. And I really put in the, I put in the effort of researching it and, and, you know, tutorials, uh, looking at, you know, world-class architectural photographers, real estate photographers in big cities, you know, what are they doing? How do I replicate that? And, and luckily, the, you know, because I do a lot of editing with landscape photography, a lot of those tools kind of went over to editing everything mm. else and they, they kind of work hand in hand. Makes sense. And so, you know, that 
by specializing, it really also gave me the chance to put my focus in just that. I didn't have to worry about, okay, I need to learn some new poses as right. well as this. Right. I knew exactly where I wanted to be and what I needed to research. And so that's, you know, that's where I put all my focus and, um, you know, each year since it's progressed. Yeah. I would say the last wedding I shot was in 2016, I think. Okay. So I haven't shot a, a wedding, uh, a family, yeah, a family session, really anything besides, you know, architectural and real estate photography. Um, since I would say probably September, 2016, minus maybe a couple headshots for people that Friends I know. Friends or whatnot. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. It's interesting. You say that her phone started blowing up after you just took good photos because I tell my clients all the time, like I show them the difference between, you know, like average mediocre photos and then I show them there's between good ones mm -hmm. and I tell them all the time it's probably the most important thing when it comes to marketing it because my job is to get people into the house right absolutely um and the photos are probably the biggest thing that does that the only other thing I know of that will do that as well is if um the price is dirt cheap for what it is <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know what I mean absolutely so it is crazy to say that because it's so true um I know the difference between I had this one house that an agent had listed before me and I don't know what they did. I don't know if they had a flip phone or what. It was like the worst photos I've ever seen. And they're all crooked. And there's and they take a mirror selfie on accident. You know what I'm talking yep, about? Absolutely. Um, and so I looked at that. And then we they didn't get any traction. They didn't get a single showing for, I think, for a year. Okay. And I'm like, oh, it makes sense. This house is $350,000. Mm -hmm. And the pictures are horrible. And then the first day we had it listed, we had like seven showings just because it was professional photos. Literally. It's weird how much the difference makes, but it does. Well, and it's... You know, it's the first thing that people are going to see. And so I, I previously, uh, in 2017, I took a job doing marketing for a local car dealership, a couple okay. of them. And so we would also handle incoming sales chats yeah. as well in the marketing department. And and so it's crazy how much more traffic you get online as opposed to calling. You know, most people don't want to call anymore. They want to text or they just want to go look at something. Yeah. If you go buy a car, you know, you, you just want to look at the pictures. That's the first question you right. get if there's not pictures. Do you have pictures? You yeah. Because they would rather see the pictures before they, they go in there. Go in there. And then there's like a difference between probably, you know, I'm curious what you think on this, but I'll, when I look at cars, I'm like, when they have seven photos, I'm like, damn it. <laughs> you yep. know, I'd rather yep. see like a hundred and see all the details of the inside. Absolutely. Because then you go into it and you're like, oh, the inside's a piece of crap. That's yep. why it's, mm -hmm. you know. So did you get better traction if you had less photos or more photos on that kind of stuff? And in real estate photography, I'm curious of that too. You know. Because sometimes less is more, right? Absolutely. Right. And and I, you know, I do have a lot of people who say, please take as many as possible. And, and then other people who are just content with kind of what I deliver. Um, there's a point where I feel like you're not gaining anything more by more. You've, okay. you've seen what you need to see. Is there like a sweet spot for that? Like a number of pictures or anything? I, I kind of go by size of the listing, which kind of correlates with price. Okay. So, you know, if it's, if it's something that's, that's say 250 grand, 250 grand, you can pretty much get what you need between, I would say 20 to 25 photos. Interesting. And I was going to say 20. So yeah. yeah. And, and I would say the only reason 25 is because, I've kind of gotten this habit of kicking in a couple more than I used to. Okay. Um, and a lot of that ends up being just with the drone because um, now I'll oh, grab yeah. a couple extra with shots. the drone. Yep. Right. And and so that, you know, that adds a few more on as well. That makes sense. How many drone shots do you do? So if it's in town, um, you know, two or I would three. 
three, I'd say three to five. Okay. Uh, I usually, I'll take one of the same photo, you know, one just a normal edited photo, and then I take one that is the house is in color, everything else is black and white I to show that. where it's really sitting. Thank you. And so that's two just alone right there. And then I try and grab some, you know, not only showing the area, but then the house itself, and then the yard from up above. Um, you know, and then sometimes there's big properties where I'll do a lot of the outside photos with the drone because I don't have to drive around or right. walk around. I can just fly around. So maybe yeah. it's lazy, but it works. That's cool. <laughs> and the, is the camera on the drone pretty good? Yeah, it's it's it a lot better than my last one. Yeah, really? it does, does really decent video. Um, and then, it, yeah, you know, it, obviously the editing is a decent part of it. Right, but right. it gives me enough of a base to be able to produce something that's... That's so nice. So okay. So to rewind a little bit, you went from working in a marketing job. Yep. In 2017, 18, 17, 18. 2017 to 2018. So it would have been July of 2018. That you stopped doing that marketing job. Correct. Okay. And then you said you had a part-time gig as well. Right? Yep. Until this year. Exactly. So I was doing like some part-time nutrition, lifestyle coaching, right. okay. 20 hours a week, um, and that was giving me the time to kind of have still some more stability just consistently every mm -hmm. week definitely but then also quite a bit of flexibility to be able to shoot so when i was working full-time i pretty much had to shoot either on a weekend or after you know 4 4 30 and so i had a lot of clients that were you know luckily really flexible flexible and yeah. able to work around that uh but then you have a lot of people who need a morning or right. once it gets to winter time, you know, at 4.30, it's, it's dark. already dark. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that things sucks, get interesting. It? Oh, it's terrible. That. Yeah. yeah. It is weird how it switches like that. I'll be like, now it gets dark at 8, and then it gets dark at 4, like yep. in a week, I feel like. We're yeah. already down to like 6.45 yeah, almost. <laughs> I know, it's, it's crazy. Yep. It's really weird. Okay, so you have that part-time job. What made you make the jump off of it going full-time? So, is that what you wanted to do? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I... I had been eyeing a PA school, physician assistant. Okay. And so, you know, and that's still always a possibility. It's still there for me if I need it to be. Kind of seeing where this goes right now. Yeah. Because I also don't want to have to relocate or go anywhere else for part of my schooling. And so I just got to the point where I was so busy that, you know, between work and You were losing more work, money than you were making. Losing it, losing opportunities to, okay, now, because, you know, not only do I have to do my jobs. I also have to be the one that answers my emails. I have to keep yep. track of my booking. Yep. I have to, you know, try and be a decent accountant mm -hmm. and have a decent, you know, make my accountant not hate me every year when I come in. Wear a lot of hats. Yeah. Yeah. So even though they're not big hats, there's just a lot oh, of get them. Yeah, and the so, um, it just, I needed the more time to do that. And then also, then you've got personal life. So, yep. you know, you get off and then you're editing until, 10 o'clock mm -hmm. and then it's like oh my wife's already asleep so yeah. you know just having more of a balanced time to be able to also do leisurely things too right <clears throat> excuse me like going out and doing landscape photography right you know if you look back a couple of years ago i'd have all these you know go out for sunsets all the time and you look like this year and it's like oh maybe once a month i get out for a sunset yeah, so just so having true. more time for that the leisure activities as so well So since july what's been your biggest takeaway from being full-time just the ability to be available is one big thing you find um, since you've gone full-time and fully into it you're busier yes very okay. much so yeah it's weird how that works isn't yeah it? yeah and so hopefully that can continue into the winter because we all know what everything does in winter um it's funny you know, everybody says that and so far winter is my busiest season yeah yeah every single time 
Maybe it's because everybody else takes I can't figure out why because I don't change anything. I do the same things every day in the winter and the summer. So I'm wondering if in the winter everybody else just drops off from doing what they normally do and that, I just take over the, the rest of it. You that know could I mean? be. I don't know what it is, but I literally never drop off. I always am busier in the winter. Always. That could be. And you know, and I have outside of um, you know real estate, I yeah. also shoot for like general contractors and architects yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, builders. And so that's a slower time for that portion yeah, as well because for that. Yeah. you know even though maybe the, the real estate might not slow down as much in the winter, but then no one's really what breaking ground. What percentage of which is your the business come from? Any more, I would say probably eighty percent real estate. Okay, and twenty percent um, contractors and stuff. Exactly, okay. and that's just because there's not the volume. Right. Uh, before I started picking up a lot of real estate, it was actually probably pretty close to you know maybe a sixty forty of. 40% of custom homes and, and general okay. contractors, architects, and um, just businesses. Every now and then I'll get a business or uh, a lot of vacation rentals in the hills. Yeah. I've shot a lot of VRBOs yeah. for either property management companies or just you know a homeowner who has a house that hears about me on the hills and says, hey, do you want to come do photos of our vacation rental? Yeah. So, That's pretty cool. Yeah. So 20% come from the contractors and stuff like that now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would say probably about 20%. Um, and obviously the jobs are much bigger, bigger jobs, right. but so the income potential is probably higher. on those. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And that a lot has to do with the licensing with, you mm -hmm. know, if I shoot something for a contractor architect, they're going to use that in a portfolio forever. So it's going to be treated a little differently. Got it. Than, so they're going to own the photo forever. Well, exactly. Much. They're going to have a license to those photos for as long as they're going to use them in their portfolio. Whereas real estate, I mean, generally you hope to get it sold in a few weeks or, or less and then you know that license is kind of just gone so right. you wouldn't really charge the same that makes sense totally because they get to use it forever or exactly for a long time at least right right okay so what's next for you what's moving forward what's the goal what are you going to do or what do you want to do i want to get through a a good winter full time <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know not be eating pb and j's yeah, that's, yeah. that's beans the goal. and rice and rice and beans right? that, that's right <laughs> But no, I mean, if things can stay good through winter, I'll, I'll be happy. And, you know, just to see that continued growth next year, like I had the last previous years and see it consistently, you know, hop up um, past that would be would be outstanding. That'd be awesome. What do you think, you know, your growth potential is in the Black Hills? What do you think? If you had to guess, if you had to guess what percentage of the market you have now versus what you could have, what do you think that would be? You know... I don't know because even for as much as I do, I still look at the MLS and you know I'll see however many. There's listings. a lot of people that don't even use photographers, right? Which blows my mind. Exactly, but. I know. And and so you know the thing I try to do is I try and kind of bring these bigger ideas from big cities that get here five to seven years later, and I try and just bring them here a little exactly bit. Exactly what I do. Yeah. Exactly what I do. Yeah. You have to. I mean, professional real estate photography wasn't really a thing here for most people four or five years ago. Really? I don't think so. When I first got I into that. it, I saw way less than I do now. I believe um, that. And so it's just one of those things that gets here late. Now there's the push to trying to do video and a lot of the drone work that I do, which has also continued to take up right. a lot more. And so, um, you know, that's that's just something that I feel like is, is finally here and hitting here. And so hopefully it'll continue to, to kind of get it. You adapted. think that'll help or hurt you? I think it'll, I think it'll help. I think it'll because, help. Because, yeah. I mean... Not only do I work within Rapid, but I make usually weekly trips to Spearfish, Spearfish like Custer, Hot Springs, yep. a lot of time in the Southern Hills, and, yep. and sometimes, I mean, Wyoming even. Yeah. And so it can always be 
there's just so many properties within the hills that yeah. it would be physically impossible for me to have 80% of the market because I wouldn't have the resources unless I hired people. Right. Which, I mean, I'm not against. Right. But Maybe eventually, right? Exactly. Yeah. But uh, it just kind of knowing that even as busy as I am, I can go look at the MLS and there's still so much stuff that I see that I didn't do. Right. But yeah. I still feel like I'm really busy. And yeah. So. Yeah. If I had to guess, I'd probably say that 50% of people use photographers. I would say that's probably a pretty good number. Yeah. And then the other 50% do them themselves, which is absolutely, it's kind of insulting to me to like, it's insulting to the homeowner in my opinion. Yeah. Cause like, Oh, you have a half million dollar asset. Hold on. Let me throw out my iPhone and take some pics real quick. Well, that's, that's you know what thing. I mean? Yeah. Like, that's insulting, man. Well, when there's, However many agents in Rapid, what, around 400 licensed? Yeah, I think so. When there's 400 people and you're trying to sell yourself to somebody, you know, you have to show them, well, this is what I'm going to provide you. If You know, just- to be honest with you, Cody, you'd be surprised how much that's not true. Really? Yeah. And I'll tell you why. It's because, you know, okay, let me give you an example. If I can, it is true in the sense of I can get in front of somebody yep. most of the time. Let's say I can get in front of them versus someone who doesn't do anything other than just they have their license. Mm-hmm. I'll win every time. Unless they have a good relationship with that person. Because some people care more about their relationship with their friend, their brother, their cousin, their aunt, their uncle, mm-hmm. than they do about selling their house. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Very true. So, I'll, and everybody that's, everybody that is anybody in the Black Hills and anywhere knows three to five real estate agents. Yes. Right? So, with that being said, it's just a relationship game for the most part. Now, with that being said, if I can get in front of them, or someone that's really good can get in front of them, you can usually win that, right? Because then they're like, well, duh, why wouldn't I use you, you know? But you'd be surprised how many times it doesn't matter to people. You know, I can see that. Um, seeing a lot of these houses that you know, sometimes you'll see something on the market and I get that they're not a quick seller, so people yeah. don't want to invest much in them. But when you've got something that's 1.8 million and you know a, a good friend who is going to take that listing, you know, they might not be... As aggressive. Exactly. Yeah. Right. They, they've got that relationship. They've got that comfort zone and don't feel the pressure if they didn't know the person. Um, at least is how I look at it. No, a hundred percent. You're a hundred percent right. And then the weird thing is, you know, if you don't perform for your friend, your, whoever, your family member gets awkward. It does real fast. I, I, <laughs> I've know? personally witnessed it with yeah, I've seen uh, it somebody happen. recently and, and you know, I know you want to help your friend out. You want to give them a shot. But that lifetime friendship's a lot more important if it comes down to interfering. With I that. honestly like when I because I have friends and that buy through me sometimes, but or sell through me. But I personally treat them exactly like a regular client. Yep. Like I sit down to the same consultation with them. I don't even act like they're my friend <laughs> during the process because I want them to be. Um, you know, I don't want them to look at me as a friend. I want them to look at me as a professional. Right. I'm going to get their household. I'm not. I'm not there to chat you know going what I mean? to work for them yeah. not and then i perform and i execute just like i do on a regular one mm-hmm. you know what i mean Absolutely. so i'm very careful with that and i tell them that up front i'm like look it's not gonna seem like i'm your friend during this it's gonna seem like i'm your real estate agent because that's what i am <laughs> so yeah i think that's important but um it is interesting how people decide that kind of stuff it's more mm-hmm. of an emotional thing than a logical yep you know Yep, absolutely. And people but tend I think to that, think that I honestly think that will start to shift a little bit more toward the logical here soon, especially with information and stuff like that. The right. More, you know, the more that comes out, the more people will be yeah. smarter with those decisions, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. what do you find to be your your biggest um, challenge in real estate photography? What's the biggest challenge? Like, if you had one thing within the industry that you're like, God, I wish this, this wasn't part of it, what would that be? 
And you could say the agents if you want. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm uh, very lucky to be able to uh, – I'm very happy with who I work with right now. You know what I will say? What's that? If you're working with real estate agents a lot, that means they're high-producing real estate agents, and there's not very many of them. And every high-producing real estate agent that I know is awesome. Mm-hmm. They're real, they're real, you know, get shit done type people. Yeah. Um, they're not going to play around with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're usually pretty smart. Yep. You know, so it's pretty cool to be around those people, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're good at what they do and yep. people gravitate towards that. If, yep. if somebody has to, you know, I feel like that, that may be the exception for kind of the whole friend thing is yes. if somebody needs to be in Florida in two weeks or needs to get their house they're gonna call the sold. They're going to go for the person who can get it done yeah. as opposed to the you know having a little Do you know cushion. how the stats break out in real estate? So 400 agents in the area. Mm-hmm. The average agent in the U.S. did 1.7 transactions last year. Okay. So in the Black Hills, I think I looked at it, and it was 280 of the 400 did zero transactions last year. Um, there's only about 20. Eh, there's probably about 50 people out of the 400 that make enough money to survive. It's crazy. That is crazy. You know, and then of that 50, there's probably 10 of those that are making really good money. Yeah. So you got 10 out of 400 that are killing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a very feast or famine industry. Big Ab- time. Absolutely. And it's one of those, you know, you, it's like anything you get out what you put in, but yeah. you really have to put it in. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm a terrible salesperson. Maybe yeah. that's my biggest weakness is okay. for me to, you know, go into a meeting and speak or to reach out or to call companies you know, if I see a really nice house and I'm like, man, who built that? I want to, yeah. I want to shoot that for them for me to reach out. That's, that's my weak point right there. Okay. Getting past that hurdle. And so, Why? you know, I don't know. I have, I would say, I would say it's the phone. I hate the phone. What, what about the phone do you hate? I don't know. That's a good question. I would rather walk in and talk to somebody. Maybe it's not having like that, being able to read facial mm-hmm. expression or maybe it's because when I get phone calls, a lot of times from random people, yeah, no, I'm in yeah. the middle of something. And so I, you know, not intentionally, but can't really give them the time. Um, maybe it's just kind of that fear of rejection at the moment because they're in the middle of something. Like what's going through your head before you hop on the phone? What are you saying to yourself? Probably like an inner you know, dialect of like... I'm going to bug them? No, I, I would probably kind of have like a talk track in my head. Like, okay, okay. this is what I'm going to say. You know, if I even get an answer. Let's say I, you're, you are, want to make the call, but you're scared too. Sure. What's going... What are you saying to yourself? Probably just something about rejection. I, I, w- I wouldn't have the specific words, I guess. But I, you know, and it's weird too, because I would say probably most of the time that I call people, I get either a voicemail or, you know, uh, just a, I'd say probably voicemail most of the time. Yeah, same here. Yeah. So I personally used to be terrified of making phone calls. Yeah. And I now make anywhere from 100 to 300 a day phone calls. So I, what I would always say to myself is like, oh, God, I know I'm going to bug them. They don't want to hear from me and stuff like right. that. And I learned this thing from a counselor, actually, who what she said was basically every human being in the world will tell a story of what the other person's thinking, and it will never be true. So, And she was explaining it to me in a different format, but I was like, huh, I'm doing that same thing in real estate. That's where I'm like, they're frustrated. They're not this. But when I really started to get into phone calls, what I realized is 99% of people are really nice. Yeah. You know, even if they're in a bad mood, they're usually still pretty nice. Yep. Yeah. The 1% will be it, you know, complete a-holes to you. Mm-hmm. 
But for me, it's just like a, for me, it's different because I have so many people I can call. You're just kind of limited to that. Yep. So if I was you, I'd probably go in person too. I'd probably do the same thing because you, you only have one or two shots to get that relationship. Right, right. Right. So I probably would go in. I'd probably do the same thing you are. I imagine kind of makes sense to me because mm-hmm. you want to get the body language. You want to see other. Absolutely. You know, be able to see your energy that type of stuff right so. but the follow-up call is also important too you know oh, there's for sure i've walked you into, have trouble with follow-up calls too i do you know i've probably walked into every single uh contractor or architect in rapid and then i've spoken every single probably or probably most of the Builders. larger firms in rapid too okay um you know you build that you initial, mean real estate firms yes okay yeah sorry and then you know it's like how many times did i call that architect firm and follow up just because I left a brochure doesn't mean I'm amazing and they're just going to call me 18 up. is the average calls it takes to close a deal in real estate. Yeah? Yeah. 18 follow-up calls after the first contact. It's a lot of calls. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? It's really crazy. <laughs> Which is, that study is from the Harvard Business Review. So it's not real estate, it's sales. <coughs> but, you know, I, I believe it. Yeah. If if somebody asks me to do something, and I'm super forgetful, so yeah, I should also just assume everyone else is going to be forgetful. Right. If uh, somebody asks me something or I see somebody in the store, if they don't text me or I don't put it in my calendar, Dude, I'm, I'm going to forget. Same here. So yeah, same here. I should assume that everyone's like that yeah, and yeah. needs that call. Yeah. Yeah. I think it helps to stay on top of their mind too. Um, and something I do now is, this may be helpful, may not, but something I do now is instead of saying like, oh, I'm going to bug them or something, I truly believe I'm the best option for them. So instead I just say, if I don't do this, they're going to get subpar service mm-hmm. and they want me to call them. So I can t- consistently say that in my head. If I don't do this, they're not going to be treated well and they actually want my call. Sure. I tell those two things all the time. So like with the architects, I would say, is there any better photographer than you? Do you believe there's a better photographer in town than you? Honestly, I don't. Well, it depends on, I guess, if, if you're saying if there's a better overall photographer. Is there a better real estate specific photographer in town? Without sounding too arrogant, no, you don't. I don't believe so. No, I think you just need to believe in yourself. That's my point. Like, unless you, if you think you're not, if you think you're not the best, then maybe you shouldn't be doing photography. You know what I mean? That's how I look. Yeah. At. If you're not at least pushing forward to be better every single day, mm-hmm. and what you're doing, which I can tell you do, then why would you be scared to call? Because le- legitimately, you're the best option for them. Sure. And you're going to help them the most, whether they realize that or not. Mm-hmm. You know it's true. So you should be confident in that. And yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yep, definitely. Um, yeah, because I think you're a badass in what you do. So hey, thanks. Your stuff's awesome. I appreciate dude. that. Yeah, you're welcome. Your stuff's really awesome. I mean, you have like the best photos. Um, and I do like the drone stuff too. Do you do drone video too? Yeah. On Ooh. the listings? Yeah, a lot of drone video. That's Especially you, in the hills. Probably going to get more popular. Oh, yeah, because you yeah. have trees and whatnot in there. I think mm-hmm. I've seen them from you. Do you do Matterport as well? I don't. Nope. I'm, um, you is know. Something similar? No, I'm not a big fan of the video walkthroughs and you know, I I don't like them either. Yeah, I network with a lot of people in big cities and they were a big hit for a while. They're really starting to fade away. The initial investment for it's kind of big. How much does that cost? Uh, I, th- I want to say the camera and I could be very wrong, so don't quote me on this. Um, but Double grand? I would say, I want to say the camera is like four or five grand for it. It, you know, it takes up a good amount of time from at least I've seen it being in use. Maybe you know, once you get really good at it, it goes quicker. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's almost one of those slowing you down type of things mm. for what people want to actually pay for it. Right. As well as, you know, it's the camera's fine in it, but it's no better than like an iPhone photo anyways. And so if your goal is to get somebody in the house, you don't want to show them too much of the house. Agreed. 
you know, that's just one of those, if you're looking at something online, you know, you flip through reviews, you flip through photos and you're not going to go to the store and actually like compare things if you've already right. done that. And right. so I feel like you want to make them kind of want more. Agreed. Um, but also give them enough to, to draw their interest. Totally makes sense. So Cody Leary, five years from now, what is that going to look like? Or what do you want that to look like? I guess I should say. Because you want to make it to this winter. Let's just say you do. and Everything's great. Because mm-hmm. you probably will. Make it to the winter. Everything's going great. Five years from now, what do you want? What do you want out of Cody Leary? Hey, if I can, if I can make the income that I would as a, a PA and consistently, yeah. you know, that, that would be fine what with me. What income be as a PA? That's a good question. <laughs> um, it's so I have di- some clients that are PAs, but I don't know what they make. Well, it's, so. it's very different everywhere you go. Okay. And so that's the thing, too. Big I, cities make more money? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But rural areas can get your student loans paid for, too. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah, yeah. that's the nice thing. Um, but if I'm just able 70 to... 70 to 100 grand, somewhere in that range? I'd say starting, that's probably safer around okay. here. Yeah. Um, How much school does that take? So it requires a, a bachelor's degree and then a master's on top of so that. Six. So six. Um, for in my case, it would be longer because I'm also doing a master's right now. And oh, are so, you? Yeah, it's you know PA. You're schools, currently in school and doing masters. Yes. Dang, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So so PA school is very competitive, and so uh, I don't know if the statistics accurate, but it would make sense. Like the amount of applicants that get into like say USD is yeah. like four percent or something. Dang. Because the you know the average size of a class is like 20 to I think the biggest schools are like 40 something students for a two two year class and so you get all those applicants and you have to be really competitive and so you know I had a decent application but I feel like you know compared to some of the kids that were able to live on campus and do undergrad full time Mm -hmm. you know 4.0s whatnot exactly and so I kind of I'm doing this masters to just basically make my application stand out Interesting. So essentially, I'm I'm kind of just having that. What are you getting your master's in now? It's uh, like a human biology degree through cool. University of I Nebraska. I bet that's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's and I love science too. Yeah, so even too. if I don't use it, um, it'll be interesting if, to have. Yeah, I, I like to learn about it. I like yeah. to I like school. I'm weird. I don't All know. Right, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. I don't like paying for it, no, but, I, I, but I like school. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you um do it online? Yeah, University of Nebraska. Okay. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's an online distance program. It's Biology is very interesting, dude. Yeah. Very interesting. Absolutely. Do you read a lot, like, outside of school? Probably not at the moment. No. Uh, you know... We were just talking about podcasts. Yeah, I, I love podcasts. So, um, other than Joe Rogan, who's your favorite? Or what's your other... What else do you like? I like to, to listen to a lot of NPR. God, I've never listened to NPR. No? Everybody tells me I need to, but Like I Radio have. Lab. I like Radio Lab. Do you? Uh, there's, there's a podcast, uh, How I Built This. It's an okay. NPR one... Um, that's interviewing like founders and CEOs of big companies. It's and kind of how I built this. How I built this. Okay. So, uh, the one I listened to yesterday was the two co-founders of Headspace, the meditation app. Interesting. And, and so it kind of just tells the story of where they came from and how they got to where they are and where the company's at now. It's a company pretty big. Yeah, it's like a hundred million dollars a year Dang. company. Um, for a meditation app. Huh? Yeah, for a meditation app. Yeah, and you know. It's, sometimes you hear the the stories that those people go through and the resilience that they have, you know, they're like selling their entire house and maxing out credit cards because <laughs> yeah. they believe in something. Yeah. And then, you know, it pays off. I'm sure there's, that happens a lot and it doesn't pay off, but yeah. uh, they won't be on so? a podcast. You think so? I don't know. I don't maybe know. not. Yeah. I don't know. Either. I guess if you have enough, you could probably make anything work. Yeah. I think so. I think most people that I've met and stuff, if you're not willing to do all that, you probably won't make it type thing. Yeah. But there's also two sites. There's like, 
people like I feel like it's almost looked down on to like not do that nowadays. Like mm-hmm. max their credit cards, let's go. Yeah, you know? yep. But also there's something to be said about doing kind of what you're doing, which is not necessarily the safe route, but the smart route, in my opinion, of like, okay, have another income, mm-hmm. start building it up. And once your side thing passes your main thing, yep. switch over. Yeah. Right? It makes sense. And it's not that hard to do. I mean, it takes time. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I think most people don't realize. Right. I'm five years into real estate. First three years, I didn't make any money whatsoever. So those first three years, you know, did I contemplate quitting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big yeah, time. yeah. You know what I mean? Big time. Um, and I kind of did that. I did the whole, like, I had another job. And so that's probably why I didn't produce. Because sure. I was working like 80 hours a week in my other job. Mm-hmm. So really hard to do both. Yeah. Um, but I'm the guy that's like, no excuses. So when I was working 80 hours a week, I was like, come on, Christian, you could do this. Doesn't matter how much we're working at the other job, you know? So I try to put 20 hours a week into this. Um, and you just don't get the same results as you it's would. A lot of, it's a lot of hours. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I did the whole like max out a credit card thing to mm-hmm. get started fully. So like my first full-time year, I was like, screw it. So I just maxed out a credit card. And luckily it paid off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. But I did the same kind of thing, but I also had a little bit of income coming off of a part-time job. Right. Which I think you kind of should do personally rather than reverse mortgage your house and all that crap. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, you know, you, you a lot of times it's, you know, you hear these success stories and it's like, well, the parents were able to lend me a $30,000 advance. Right. Which... I didn't, if have, you have that, I didn't have that ability. I didn't so, have that option either. Yeah, it yeah. would be nice if you had that yeah. option. Maybe. Maybe not, though. Yeah, maybe it wouldn't. It make you weaker. That's true. You know, I don't know. So yeah. I think it depends on the person. Sure. I think for me, it would have made me weaker. Yeah, no, very well could be. Yeah. It would be interesting to have that option, though. You know what I mean? Knowing that you, you know, if you back. fail, you still have some food yeah, you can eat. Yeah, but then it might be kind of like, eh, I don't really need to do this. You know what I mean? Other than my ego. Yeah, nothing will motivate you more than being broke, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So. It's so true. But, all right, man. Well, if people want to find you, they have questions, they want to, you know, get some photography done, maybe their own house, the Airbnbs, whatever. Mm-hmm. What's the best way for them to reach you? You know, I, I try and pride myself on responding pretty quick to things, okay. uh, which, you know, annoys my wife because that means <laughs> yeah. if we're out at dinner, I'm like, oh, email, yep. put it away. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you can email me. Um, my email is just info, which is I-N-F-O, okay. at, and then my name.com, codyleary.com. Okay. Um, call. I have a lot of people that text. Okay. I have some people I've worked for for six months. I've texted them. I don't even know if I've ever talked to them on the phone. Definitely haven't met them in person. That's awesome. So I'm easy to get a hold of. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just try and be flexible. Uh, some people message me on Facebook. I have okay. I have two Facebook pages for one's just my landscape photography. And, and one so is that's your... Exactly. So there's Cody Leary photography. That's just going to be my landscape stuff. And then I have like a Cody Leary architectural and real estate photography gotcha. page, which okay. is just specifically for my my work locally. Okay. Cool. So that's right. I'll yeah, put all I, that in there. Do you have a website? Yeah. It's just my name.com. Cody Leary.com. Cody Cool. Yep. I try and update it. I'm terrible at it, but. Are you? Yes. Dude, I, I don't like mess with the websites either, but um, <laughs> Cody, thanks so much for doing this, man. Hey, thanks I for really having appreciate me. appreciate it. Yeah. You're the man. No, you are. Um, thanks so much for watching, guys. See you on the next time. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching this episode of the podcast. If you made it to this part of the video, that means you made it all the way through the podcast and I really appreciate that. I would love for you to do me a favor and if you're in the area, I would love for you to drop a comment, share this as well and tell me who you think I should interview next or who you would love to see on the podcast and learn more about and I'll do my best to get them on the show or if you have a connection, get me in contact with them. We will get them on this podcast. Guys, thanks so much for watching and last, lastly, the only way this podcast is even possible is through my personal real estate business. So if you know anybody that's looking at buying or selling or investing in the Black Hills area, 
please give me a call, shoot me a text, or shoot me a message here, a direct message. You can get me on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all those platforms, at Christian Morrison SD. The rest of my um, contact information will be in the description of this video. So thanks so much for watching, guys. I really appreciate it. We'll see you on the next episode.